0: Hello and welcome to the DOScast. I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who gave the podcast a listen. Um, The feedback has been amazing. Uh, Definitely better than what I expected. Um, I'm glad that everyone seemed to be able to take something away from it. That's the whole point. Um, It started conversations. That's the whole point. Um, And also we celebrated... Um, someone who's doing some really good things still To this day in Rodney Row um, In today's episode I have a really good friend of mine Emiliano Who talks to us about his experiences His very different upbringing um, His music And his business venture His very bold business venture That he embarked on And um, got a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience, um, and lots of insightful stories that he wants to share, so enjoy, please share it, as you did before, um, I'm trying to get these flags up like I said, we're in 6 countries at the moment, I'm trying to get up to 10, so help me out if you know some people living in different countries, share it with them, but um, other than that, enjoy. Welcome to the latest episode of the DOSCAF. Today I've got this Field Own, Italian Stallion, Miliano, Castrone. How are we doing, my brother?
1: Thank you for having me, bro. I feel like we spoke about this in the car a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, that's you need to crack on with it, man. Just get going. And you were like, yeah, you're right.
0: That but was the, it, That was the kick up the ass I needed, you know, I think. Really? But yeah, I think so. I think because What we'll speak about in a bit. I think knowing that you're someone who has like gone with an idea and just gone with it to Mm -hmm. hear it from you to say, you know what, you just do it. That's what I needed.
1: Sometimes you need just like that push off, you know, one of your close friends that's just like, you know what, it's right. I just need, you know, sometimes you just need to just crack on and do, just start, just get going. You know, kind of like got back going with uh, two bros as well. Like that, it's good to see you back doing that, doing what you and Marco do best, man, because mm-hmm. think of all the people that said to you, you know, what's happened, man? Where, where have you gone?
0: Yeah, yeah, enough people. I think it is left like the first, that first jump, once you've done that, yeah, man. It, do you know
1: what I mean? I listened to your first one, I was like, yeah, it's just going to roll now, it's just going to be yeah. easy for you yeah, yeah. to get started, it. But here we are.
0: Yeah, man. Um, before we start, I just want to thank everyone who has given the podcast a chance so far. Um, my audience is at like 250 people right now. Wow. Mad. Man. Six different countries.
1: Global. Jesus. Let's get, it, let's get Italy on the map now, bro.
0: This is what I want. This is it. This is why I brought you on. Just because just I want Italy, yeah, man.
1: Allora, sentiamo un po' italiano che parliamo un po' italiano con la <laughs> gente oggi, va bene? You speak fluent,
0: yeah? Fluent Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, bro. Calm. You're going to have to do I'm an outro for me at the end, let yeah? I've
1: just let Man know. I've just let like Man know already, innit? Like, just, just come <laughs> listen. Even if you don't know what we're saying, just come listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um... I want to start with um, obviously for people that don't know you, I'll just give you a quick roundup. So you um, have your own uh, coffee distributor. Is that the right is that the right term yes. I'm,
1: I'm a coffee. Yeah, I, I distribute coffee up and down the country um, as if I'm like a wholesaler for coffee shops, bars, restaurants um, in hospitality basically. So I anything they need in terms of like what a coffee shop would use, for example, you know like coffee beans, chocolate, chai, tea. Syrups. Mm-hmm. Everything a coffee shop would ever need when you go in and, and, and order a coffee. Yeah, yeah. I can supply these shops with with that.
0: Yeah. And then um, obviously a little bit of a rapping career as well. A little bit, a little bit. Um we'll go into more depth on this. I'm just giving people a, a general just overview. Yeah, and then obviously, new dad, a relatively new dad. Big happy well. lifestyle now. Which we'll get into as well. But I want to start with a wrapping thing, that's all right. Yeah, um, absolutely first question is like how how did it start how did it come about? when did it start?
1: so it all came around when I was probably about twelve thirteen and I was hanging around with a few people in Golku at the time um, and they were all like you know spitting bars and, <laughs> and I would just i just be like listening in and I'm thinking, wow this is this is amazing man mm-hmm. so at the time, obviously I'd never I never really wrote music, but I'd always listened to rap music and, you know, I'd always, I'd always loved it and grime and not everything. Mm-hmm. So I immediately thought to myself, like one day, I'm just going to be chilling with these man. I'm just going to bust out a, like, a little eight bar and just, I'm just going to surprise <laughs> everyone one day. So I went home and got my, uh, got my pad and pen out. You <laughs> can try it on my phone these days, but yeah. Um, Wrote this like eight bar. Obviously so shocking. The the worst <laughs> bar ever. Like talking about some mad stuff that I've never done in my life, but anyways. <laughs> uh I was told just trying to fit into this like little group I was I was like chilling with at the time. So mm-hmm. wrote this at late bar. Um and from that, obviously I then was out with my friends and we we're all chilling and you know, they're rapping and listening and I'm like Right, you man. I'm. I'm gonna jump in now. I've got. I've got a little something for you. And then everyone's like, "No way." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Obviously, you know, beats going. Jump in now. Do do a little eight bar, which probably lasts about 15, 20 seconds. Don't get me wrong. Nerves are nerves are kicking. Yeah, in yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know sweating. Know I mean, like, sweating. Yeah. Proper. We <laughs> have the heavy and all that. You know what I mean? Like proper sweating. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, did this eight bar, man. Like, brass. Like yeah and i'm like yeah, yeah yeah and then from that just seeing people's reaction to me obviously doing a bit of music and writing some lyrics which to me at the time was a bit like it, it, it was just off the cuff really like i didn't really think much into it at the time yeah. um and yeah just it, it all stemmed from from that moment of just being a kid and trying to kind of fit into my group and
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it all, all stemmed from there really
0: so you said um that like you were listening to rap and like who was Would you say like was the main influence
1: like, i would yeah. say when i was young it were like obviously we used to just uh download instrumentals off limewire yeah <laughs> oh, and, yeah and record over them limewire instrumentals and they'd be like still dre you know the mm-hmm. next episode you know and then obviously a couple of Grime instrumentals. They were like Stimpy and Screwface. I don't even remember them. They were like, yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously he's like a he's he's quite a big rapper now. But like they were the instrumentals I was hopping on. So I would definitely say, you know, you Dre, you Snoop Dogs, you know, Exhibit.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know them kind of them kind of rappers at the time.
0: Some real legends.
1: Yeah, big big legends.
0: Um, in terms of I think we spoke about this before. In terms of like music and local support, I think yeah. we've had this discussion before. Like the lack of local support for music artists. Like I've got a few people that I want on who are doing mm-hmm. music. Where like the stuff, good. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I do think there's a problem with supporting like your local. I don't know what it is. It's like we just don't give it a chance.
1: Yeah, I think in a place like Hoods. I mean, not not to. Speak down of my hometown, but I just feel like there's not, you know, there's no one really. Well, I've never really seen anybody try and really go out and fly the flag Mm -hmm. and try and put us on the map. And then, especially in a positive light, because a lot of rap these days is very negative and very, you know, crime based and whatnot. So I feel like it's needed um, a new school kind of feel, but still providing a positive shine. and 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 I'm trying to balance that really, but well, I, mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying. It's it's tough to find resources to to get it to fly around here, if that makes sense. Like I was working with a guy called Mills um, down at Unit Seven, and he was very much you know for the community. There was a, a studio down on um, down on Leeds Road. Some I forget the street name now, but it, it moved from where it was, mm-hmm. um, and Mills was doing a lot of things with. You know the younger people in the community, getting them in, giving them free studio time, checking them yeah. off the streets, and just things like that. But then it's like, you know, budgets there cut short. You know, it's it's tough. It's it's just a tough um, scene is music.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I want. The main reason why I want to do this podcast is to try and show people in a positive light, like you say. So like, there's there's people all over Huddersfield, and not just Huddersfield, like. That this to branch out i mean yeah, yeah. everywhere but there is people doing good things but they don't get the recognition and that's what this is about now it's about you know what i mean be people like yourself bringing you on right here we go this is emiliano and at the moment we just talk about your, your rapping and stuff but when we get yeah. down to your your business venture and that you know what i mean like hopefully that's going to inspire other people you know what that's possible right i'm going to do that then and Absolutely. just to, just, you know what just I mean?
1: listening to somebody in it just like listening to somebody local, especially local like i'm just your average guy from from you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if like you said if anyone can listen into this and just kind of tap in and feel like oh well if he's done it you know that means i can too yeah and that's yeah. that's well you might see a lot of my posts like recently you know i kind of do i do a lot of saying about what i've been through or what's come to test me but Mm-hmm. Things will always come around and test you no matter what scenario you're in, but you've just got to crack on. You just got to believe in yourself.
0: Even if you're trying to get the podcast going at nine and you don't get it actually going to eleven.
1: Yeah, we've been trying since nine <laughs> o'clock. to Get this going. And we're here. We're not even on uh, anchor. We're on Zoom. Oh Jesus. We're it done. Um, it's this, is, this, is, this is my this is my coffee. At, what on? Half, half eleven. You know? Listen. I'm <laughs> coffee right now. Yeah, it's my coffee here. Just coffee on tap.
0: It's oh. here. My last, my last question on the rapping thing. Um, yeah. If you could collab with one artist right now, Ooh. who would you collab with?
1: Ooh. Can it be from anywhere?
0: It could be, yeah, you know what, anywhere. Living.
1: Oh. I would love to get in a studio with Dr. Dre. <sighs> I think, yeah. how could you ever fail? Bearing in mind, you know, rapping has always been a thing for me just to get kind of get things off my chest i've never looked at it as as me going and trying to make a living from it it's been very good in terms of me um projecting my emotions and my feelings what, what i have yeah. into pen and pad and then into a song and you know listening back to it it's like it's just a release for me mm-hmm. um, which has been very helpful over the years because it's an expert it's a form of expression it's it's an art um you know many people say to me as if you can just write music like that i'm like I don't really think of it like that. It's just, it's just natural. It just like I just do it.
0: Just rhyming words.
1: Just just rhyming words. Yeah. And then a beat comes on, and I'm like, all right, I can, yeah, I could probably do something to that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the music, that's, it's always, it's always been a passion of mine. You know, I was the kid writing his lyrics on his walls, and Mum would go crazy at me. And (laughs) you know, that, I, that was me. But yeah, definitely in a studio with Dr. Dre. I mean. I'm I'm about to make it bigger happen, you know. What I mean? I'd be happy just
0: to sit in a studio, just like sit, I, I can't wrap, but just to sit there and just watch, like just a tune be made. That'd be yeah, nuts. obviously the
1: first the first time I ever, well, when I when I did my first Let Loose video down at Unit Seven, yeah, um, I was like, just like you know, boy, vans on, baggy <laughs> jeans, um, and there's you know, there's many cultures in this in this studio booth with me and. Yeah, I'm probably one of two white kids Mm -hmm. in the studio. Yeah. So you always got this thing, same as Eminem. I I assumed at the time would have been like, right. I want to prove to everyone what what I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm capable of. Um, anyway, I, I go in and do my, my, my loose video, which is on YouTube. Just a little small plug there. Jokes. Um, <laughs> Go check it out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, went in, did my, did my recording and then come out and, you know, I'm, I'm being applauded around the studio. Yeah, which, man. you know, it's just nice, just a nice feeling as if to be like, okay, I'm kind of being accepted in this room as, as a rapper that can, you know, that really can do it. So. But this is it,
0: bro, man. It do not cost nothing. Do you know what I mean? Just to give man a little bit of... Just a little bit yeah, of boost. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it do not cost nothing. I could have come out of there and, no one could have said anything to me and i'd have been like mm, yeah you know don't really yeah. want to ask how was that you kind of just expect a little bit of a because i like any form of criticism any form of
0: you know what i was just gonna I'm say sometimes bad. it's worse when people say nothing at all
1: nothing then, bad then, bad. then
0: getting bad criticism it's worse than
1: nothing even something bad is is good for me because i can be like right cool i can learn from that yeah but that's another thing it's just like learning from even learning from what's bad is yeah is good is a positive thing. So oh. yeah man that's that's the music.
0: Um, I'm right in thinking you were born in Huddersfield.
1: Yes I was born so mum and dad was over in Rome and I was conceived over in Rome mm. um, and then my mum towards the latter end of her pregnancy wanted to have me over here because around the time a lot of crazy things were happening in um, in Italy you know like women giving birth and stuff like that. It was some crazy stories And my mum just kind of well, like I ain't taking no risks like I want to get back to the jeez you know, the NHS and just just kind of feel a bit safer and obviously yeah, yeah. you know just come back to a home and, and do it here so yeah born born here
0: and then how long did you live in Rome how long was you in Rome
1: for? so I was born here uh, and then I think after about two weeks me, mum and dad hopped on a flight back to Rome. Um, and my life kinda of begun there really. Uh for about I'd say I was there for about four years, for my mm-hmm. first four years of my childhood. So Italian was very much my first ever language that I learned. English was very much a second one when I was when I was young.
0: Yeah. So then obviously, see so there are till you fought what and then come back to this field.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like just give us a little bit of a background because when I Obviously, I spoke to you. This was a thing, yeah. I asked you for like a little bit of a background story, uh, and, and it I made. It no, but it about... made. No, but you know what is? It made me realize that we don't talk like, not just me and you, but people in general. We don't talk enough because I should know this about you, yeah, and we've not yeah. had that conversation, which is mad. But I yeah. guess that's that's going to be a benefit of doing this as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, and about.
1: I think when you're friends, you just you just kind of. You, d- you just expect to just live in the moment and be happy times. but we don't really tap into what we've been through or, you know, struggles of of wherever until we get to this age where it's like, you know, I find it really good to talk about the struggles and what I've been through. and I, th- I think it's really important, especially to tap in with your friends and mm-hmm. let them truly get an understanding of you. So yeah. Um, for, from on the age of four to obviously when I got here, off, sorry, from being born to the age of four when I come back. Kind of a bit crazy because I'm adapting to, obviously I've got, got to imagine two different cultures now, the mm-hmm. English culture and the Italian culture, very much different. You know, the Italians are very, very family orientated. You know, you, you stay at home a long time with your mom, and you get looked after. Yeah. All family all the time. Whereas over here, you know, the way I grew up I a bit more of a free spirit. I didn't have as much, um, You know, your parents let you kind of do, not do as you want, but, you know, you can go around to your mate's house or whatever Whereas In Rome, like, obviously we'll chat about it later later on down the line, but I moved back to Rome in my later years when I was a teenager. And, you know, I was saying to my friends that I'd met, like, you want to come stop over at mine and we'll play FIFA or Pez at the time. Mm -hmm. And my my man would be looking at me weird, like, why, why would I do that? It's like just frowned upon so yeah, yeah the, the the contrast in in lives of it's been difficult to kind of bounce between both
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah that's crazy so so yeah you said you went back over when you're a teenager
1: yeah so obviously I lived lived back here from four. Till about 15, so. But obviously, I still go over every six-week holiday in summer, cause my mum couldn't wait to get me off the hook and just have a six weeks six weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, you're after your dad's right. Get gone.
0: Because you're writing lyrics all over a wall. That's why. <laughs> <Just> like,
1: <laughs> get this, little, get this little guy out of my house now. He's too ready he he
0: my so, walls, man. Get him out of here.
1: So I'll come back fresh wallpaper. <laughs> um but yeah i'd I'd go every six weeks but you'd imagine as as a kid like i'd be going to um to rome where none of my relatives over there speak any word of english so i'd have to kind of immerse into this italian life Mm -hmm. where i didn't speak a word of english and for six weeks you know you've to imagine i would go over there fully get immersed in this italian life and then come back to England and start in school again you know yeah. and, and meanwhile I'm, I'm trying to remember how to speak English again because I'd I'd kind of forgotten it so yeah I had, a really bad, I had a really bad stammer as a kid I used to stutter all the time because my head was so confused mm. I'd been speaking all this one language and then I'd come to speak this other one so at school kids would be like you know laughing at me and, I, and I'd just be like I, I don't understand yeah, yeah. and then because you imagine a fluent language flickering between two all the time was was very tough, but now I'm very I'm very thankful of that because I, I stuck I stuck at it and I've still got, you know, I can speak fluent Italian obviously yes. English and read and write both. It's it's very much a blessing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you play semi-professional football out there, Neela?
1: Yes. So, Testaccio, which I sometimes post it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like basically when before Roma, obviously yes, Roma the team that I support was founded before it was called Roma. It was called Testaccio, and mm-hmm. Testaccio is an area in Rome where you know football is played. There's an old stadium there which used to, which we used to play in, um, and it was like you're talking before 1927, probably this, this you know Testaccio was around. Yeah. So my my dad obviously. When I, when I was over there, it was like, "Come on, I know you can play football." So I don't know what level or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But let's go try a few different clubs. And anyway, Cesaccio took me on because I think at the time when I went there, that a lot of the kids, Italian kids, are like they're quite little. And tiny, yeah, yeah. Whereas I was this like British lad that had come over a bit. You know, I, oh, wow. I, was, I was a bit taller than the rest of them. And yeah, yeah. I had a, tri- I had a tribal toe, so that automatically. You know, <laughs> Ten strength points, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just I just slotted straight into this uh, this semi-pro team and um, kind of like adapted to this Italian football, where obviously in a really hot country like like Rome, Italy, mm-hmm. um, the is no grass pitches because all the ground is so dry. The pictures were like just a, 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 a surface of mud, dry mud.
0: Yeah, like a sandy type. Yeah. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so obviously if it were windy and really hot, you're getting this tornado of dust in your face. Um, and like I come from England where it was wet, cold, you know what I mean? Man mm-hmm. shivering on pitch because it's, it's just not the one um, <laughs> over there where I'm like needing... I'm, I'm running past the manager and he'd get this like small bucket or what and he'd just soak me as I'm running past because <laughs> just, I'm struggling. He'd be like, Emiliano, and I'm like, I'd turn and look at him just get, <laughs> <I> just get, <laughs> get water in my face Sick. because you can see I'm struggling, man. But yeah, um, you be a striker,
0: yeah?
1: Yeah, man. I used to be, I used to be a goalkeeper when I was about 10, 11, and then uh, I played, I think I was up at West End at the time, um, and I played outfield once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I must have bagged a couple because I had a really powerful shot when I was younger.
0: I've seen you so, slap some goals in at six aside.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. Every now and again, my right peg will uh, decide to show up and it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll let one fire. Um, yeah, it needs warming up though. Now it's getting old and ACL rupture and all that. So um, Yeah, because well, I was going
0: to ask you about that as well, the ACL injury, man. Yeah,
1: the, the ACL, that that was tough to take. So that that all stemmed from after I'd played semi-pro in Rome and come back to England because I, I couldn't settle over there just you know i'd lived here all my life in england and i went over there after i'd finished school um so you can imagine i'm trying to settle into this life and i, I just couldn't i couldn't adapt yeah. um and i found it really hard obviously england is, has always been my home and it always will be um and then yeah I've, I've come back i remember going to play with my friends who i grew up in high school with and they were kind of setting up a team down at the zone uh at a league and I'm like, oh, i'd love to get, i'd love to get involved yeah, come back and went down to play down at Newsome Astro at the bottom pitch, and yo, these men were like, "What, what have you been doing that last eighteen months And so I'd obviously developed. I'd, we were training four, or five times a week. Game on a Sunday, I'd just fully got into football, and I were, I was a, a lot better than than what I was in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, playing down at the zone, you know, I'm looking like Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm, I'm <laughs> styling my hair like him. I'm, <laughs> Wearing my Portugal top. You, know? you had hair? Oh, mate. One time. <laughs> sure. In my prime. Yeah. 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 Bad. <laughs> yeah. Back in my glory days. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, down, down at zone one day. Don't get me wrong, he's put it about a bit and be a bit of a show off and score goals and shush the opponent. I was a little, can I swear on you? I was a little shit. Yeah, you, you can know? swear. So, yeah, I wasn't, I was a bit of a cocky cocky young lad you know putting it about a bit and thinking I'm good and then this one day I play against we play against this older team and set of older lads and you can see they like throw it about a bit yeah. and I'm just tearing them apart and they don't like it and then there's a loose ball we're both me and this big guy are both running towards it and uh, instead of us like going shoulder to shoulder he kind of like puts all of his body weight on me kind of like jumps on me if that makes sense yeah yeah um, and as I'm running, my leg's like stuck in the ground and I fall on mm-hmm. one way and uh, my knees just pop the other way and I just knew uh, instantly like that, that. If you've done your ACL or you've done a ligament, you hear like a, it's like a gunshot goes off.
0: Jesus.
1: Obviously, your ligament just totally gone. Oh, rupturing. Wow. Um And yeah, I stood up and I, I just flopped it ground again. I was like, something is not right here. Wow. It really isn't. There's just, and obviously, you know, sat down and it, Literally so much give on your knee, it's just, it's just done. Um, yeah. And then went to see the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, you'll probably never play football again." And hearing that at 17, 18 just like broke my heart. That's mad. It's all I've ever wanted to. You know, I want to be a footballer. That's every kid's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and although it might not, you know, might not been successful, or I might not be able to do it, but. I felt like if I could have kept playing, at least go semi-pro and enjoy some football.
0: You never know, I could... man. I know. Seventeen. You never know. Oh.
1: Yeah, like that's a young age to do your ligament. The doctor were like, you'd have been better off breaking it a couple of times. i like, wow. Lousy. So yeah, but in hindsight, you know, things like that that put me in a in a bad place. But then it allowed me to to focus on other things, you know. And I just had to forget about my dreams and just, you know. Put it into something else and focus on other things yeah,
0: um so when you came back from Rome the second time then so what is that yeah. job time to yeah, come back get a job and that yeah yeah so I,
1: had to, I had to be a bit of an adult then really because I was <laughs> to grow up. you know I want a kid anymore you know I finished school so I did a bit of a it's kind of similar to what you're, you would do a little bit of now, actually. I was doing um, a course on at the Zone to teach kids how to play football. Because, again, yeah. football was my love, my passion. So I kind of I thought, if I can't play it, I'll you know try and coach it or still be involved in it somewhere. way. Yeah. Um, so I did that for about a year. It was a very strange course. At the end of it, I didn't really get any kind of certificates. We were promised a job at the Zone. Blah, blah, blah. You give all these promises at the beginning and... Turns out, I got absolutely nothing from it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, the man's got some
0: free free coaching. <laughs> the
1: man's got some free. People come down and probably got some money off uh, Kirklees College, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I kind of had to get into something at that point, and that was when I started my my time in hospitality, really. And I, I went and got a job, my my first ever job, um, at the Sandro's.
0: Samuel L. Jackson's favorite place.
1: I know, I know. Shame Madness. they don't give uh, the staff tips what they've earned. I mean, that that'd be really nice because I used to make some good money down there, and then you just take it all off me. So you took your tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, jeez. Yeah, and even obviously I've been back in uh in later down the line in my life, and it's still still carrying on. So that's crazy. I got that pally with the customers, you know. I used to tell them like, don't bother tipping me, it's just gonna take it off me at this point. Like, don't even waste your money, it's just going in, you know, someone else's pot. Um, yeah. And the the my customers would be like, obviously, if these people are in my section, they had like, good service from me, and it were, you know, they really enjoyed it. Say, um, come meet me in the toilet a second. I'm like, you are. <laughs> like, come, come meet me in the toilet in five minutes. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Let, let Let's see. <laughs> anyway, going twenty pound note, boom. Put that in your pocket, mate. Don't tell anybody. And, and, you know, because obviously they'd be looking at you whilst you're serving. Yeah. If you're getting these tips so they could keep an eye on you and what you were putting in your opinion at the time. Whereas if you was out of sight of the management, they couldn't really see this money that you were getting. So, you know, I'd be getting... Oh, they moving. Yeah, that's mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Hawk. Like if I see... Wow. If I'd be on a section and the table just left, the, the assistant manager knew immediately how much they'd left and where I put it because he'd be like you've not put it in the pot yet where is it so I'm like hang on a minute I'm just doing you know what I mean I'm just doing something else I'm just putting these drinks on I'm doing yeah watch it like a heart mate oh
0: that's mad right so anyone watching you ever given a tip was...
1: yeah s- save your message. Pennies.
0: that's the message but do it oh, go to the, toilets. the toilet <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're-, they're gonna have some oh. serious traffic going into the toilet probably,
0: that's mad Yo, this is going to be an examiner. This scandal. <laughs> Good. That's mad. My first job, I was um, I was a pot wash at uh, yeah, Woodsfield Town Stadium. That, oh, that wow. was my first job, yes. Yeah. So and then my friend got me this job. So I've just finished. Well, no, I was at the um, time. So this pot wash. It was a joke, don't get me wrong, because obviously it's not fun washing plates and that. But
1: no, absolutely. Because
0: not. you're with everyone else, you can just have a laugh whilst doing it. So it's, it's all right, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So then I finished that shift, finished the shift at like, I don't even know what time it was. It must be like 1am. And then the manager, as I'm walking out, says, all oh, right, could you, could you do tomorrow as well? So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Earned a little bit of money. I thought, yeah, why not? So I turn up on the Saturday, yeah. A man takes me to the pie stand in the away stand. He says, this is where you're working today. I went, oh, <laughs> you're working oh, in the, this, this was Huddersfield Town versus Blackpool. And he put me in the away stand, no. serving pints. I'd never, ever pulled a pint in my life. Wow, <laughs> serving pints, know. getting pies, hot dogs. Like, luckily, it was towards the end of the season. Um, like, they were all in fancy dress, the Blackpool fans. And to be fair, they were they were top-notch because they're asking for, like, a pint of this. And I'm saying, is that this one? I'm asking them. Is it well, this well, one?
1: You were in fancy dress as well, working on a bar. They probably
0: it? did. They probably did. But um, I got lucky because the next week, <laughs> the next, the next home game was Millwall. By then, I'd got my other, I'd got a job offer from uh, YPS. So I started working for young people. <laughs> right. So you got so, out of there fast, yo Millwall. That could have been me finished right there.
1: You see Millwall on calendar. On fix your list. You like right? I need a job before <laughs> yep. this finishes around because I am not working here.
0: But yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Pot wash. That was my first job. Well, I did I feel two like shifts. You've,
1: you've got to start somewhere, you know. People people are so hung up on you know starting starting at the bottom as such when really i I like that whole process of you know a lot of places if you go start as a pot wash for example in a restaurant Mm -hmm. you know you go to the pot wash and then the the chef will have you chopping your veg and then by the time you're chopping your veg you're already on starters and then when you're on starters you're probably making pastas or mains and then you know what i mean that's how it works you've got to You've got to have a, especially if you know you're really wanting to just get into something at the time being where you could learn. You can learn a handful of things in a restaurant. You know what I mean? It's, yeah.
0: it's
1: very much um, there's loads of skills to be learned. Even just like working you know, up people, the ladder, in it.
0: Work up the yeah, ladder. Stop. I just, I just fell at the first step. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the pies and pints weren't for you. It scared you off?
0: Pulling a pint, you know, you've never seen so much froth. <laughs> Here you go, a pint of froth. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? <laughs> can,
1: I a, can I have a flake with that, mate? Yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: oh tr- trust me like it was just it was a good job it was near the end of the season I don't think any of them could do anything yeah but, like Millwall they'd have yeah they'd have they're, they're killed me that day
1: yeah and then obviously like you know after after Desandros, I've I've done a couple of things to do with coffee like for like Costa I was looking at Costa when I was I don't know 20 21 mm-hmm. you know, people people were saying to me what are you looking at Costa for? dead end job duh, 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 you know no one wants to make coffee blah 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 and it's like yeah but I enjoy it it's what and I don't you know I don't care whether I'm getting five at Warner I'm going to this place I'm going to make coffee I'm going to see people I'm going to have a good laugh and I'm going to go home to me I was just you know I've always loved coffee I've always loved being around hospitality and people mm-hmm. so again it, it didn't seem to some people who was going to university or had better jobs than me you know to them it probably seemed like what why is he going to work at Costa Coffee when really looking back now that's all served a purpose to where I'm at today
0: well I that was just going to say that leads in nicely because the next thing I've got is the Petroni Coffee company yeah which uh go on would you want to tell us a little bit about how it started and that
1: so um August 2020 will work a pandemic bit of, times. Yeah, so pandemic times. So you know, furlough times, coronavirus kicked in um before it kicked in before August, didn't it? What we're talking, February, March time. March, wasn't it? March. Yeah. Um so at the time I'm working for a company I've been there for eight years. Um started as a Bristol trainer and took on sales working on the accounting part you know, invoices, booking in stock. I, I would, I'd then learned to run the whole company, basically, over the course of this time. Um, just you on your own? Yeah, but when I joined, there was four of the staff members, but then as they left, I kind of wanted to learn their role, so I was like, don't employ no one, let me see if I can do it. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, just cracked on with it and did it. and I was doing like three or four people's jobs, um, obviously not paid for three or four people's jobs, but I was yeah, just yeah. happy learning. I, I'm always big on just throwing myself at it and learning uh, because, you know, you'll always benefit from that wherever you go, if you've learned something. So, Mm. you know, I picked up all these skills. I've worked hard, turning over some good money, making profit for the company. We were doing festivals, you know, and it got to obviously February, March, and it it was like, right, you're gonna have to go go home because we have to to close the business at this point. Um, and I'll get, you know, I'll get in touch with you. There was no talk of furlough at the time. There was, there was no talk of anything. It was just yeah. like you're gonna have to go home, and we're just gonna have to see what happens. So imagine me going home thinking,
0: "What? What <coughs> am I gonna
1: do?" Mm. Like, I was really worried. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, I'd be tapping into the news and just kind of listening to what, what they had to say. Um, and obviously, then furlough became a thing where your staff members would get. 80% of the wage, by yeah. me at home. Um, so I was like, great, a bit more safety, a bit more reassurance. But then a bit of time went by and my directors then saying to me, um, oh, what about, we're going to change the company name. I Obviously didn't understand why I'm like, okay, you know, do what you need to do. So I'd be getting a pay slip from let's say a company. And then a month later, another pace that will come through with a different company name on it. So things were happening in between, mm-hmm. you know, I would just like, whatever, I'm just hoping at the end of this, I've still got my job, yeah. etc. Um, and then July comes round and I get an invite back into the office, you know, let's get back into work. Things seem to be picking up again. I'm like, cool. Can't wait to get back to it. I've missed working. I've missed my clients. I've missed, missed just doing what I love. Yeah. Um, and then I going for a meeting and we start discussing about what what's going to happen going forward uh and the director then says to me you know from your 40 grand a year wage we're going to put you on 20k a year basic starting <coughs> um, off the bat. that was that was the first thing so i'm like wow it's, i mean it can't get any worse than this so mm-hmm. and then it's okay there's gonna be no company car anymore <laughs> um, and then you're going to be working in a warehouse, which, you know, I've never ever worked in a warehouse. I've never, I don't understand. You know, it would then take me to learn a new process and everything else. I was like, yeah. why can't I do my old job before, from before? Uh, and it was like, no, none of that. Um, so, do you accept the, the new job offer? <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and his face was shocked he <laughs> thought i was gonna just snap his hand off because yeah. obviously it was testing times nobody knew what was going on um and even people who i was who i was mates with i'd, I'd you know given back this information about what i've just witnessed and were like oh just you know just take it man it's like it's, it's mm. safe you know you're getting a wage in i'm like but he's just halved my salary yeah a new man think I should just go and accept what, what he's just putting on the table. So I just said, I politely declined. Um, and then, you know, obviously came home to Shelley and said, look, pff, this is what's happened. And, you know, I was distraught because I'd, <coughs> I'd put my I'd like become a man working for this company. And the director, obviously, my dad's not been around much. She lives in Rome. So... I mm-hmm. Kind of looks at it as like a father figure for me, and he's you know popped me under his wing and taught me all these things, and I've loved every moment of it. And then now there's a little bit of you know difficulty. Yeah. And if you're gonna you're gonna do this. You're gonna make you're gonna make it like this. Um, and it really hurt me. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, what happens in the coffee industry is if you become a vital member of a team and you're making a company a lot of money. It happens in, in other trades as well, but what the company will do is say on your contract, for example, if you leave us, you can't go work for another coffee company or another coffee roastery, and you can't take our clients or you can't take any information that you've learned and put it into a new business. You cannot do any of that.
0: He's going to move in like it's no back, no, no loan backs. Trust and me. Sir.
1: You know what I mean? <clears throat> like I'm top striker <laughs> going to a new club.
0: Now nah, you were testachio. Testachio striker.
1: <laughs> flying in coffees. Um, coffee Slinger. Yeah. So this this contract of mine, obviously I joined the business as I used to train people how to make coffee. I'd never I never thought I'd be running a business by twenty three, twenty four. So I picked up all this knowledge. Um but my contract never changed or it never said you can't go work for somebody else or you can't do anything. So when I politely declined the offer. Of you know, not taking up the new job uh, contract, I was then handing my notice in immediately, Um, that was the plan. So, declined the offer. Obviously, they managed to get out of pay me redundancy because they just they did everything they could to make my life difficult, yeah, um, which really really messed with my head. Um, mm, you know, I, I just felt really let down by by somewhere that I'd put put my neck on my line for um but then it's like from all that you know i thought to myself well i need to do something i need to what can i do coffee is what i love you know i don't want to leave this i want to i want to carry on and i had a few names lined up because i knew i was going to stay in the coffee industry and i knew i was going to just carry on what i'm doing like what i love doing the most Mm um so a couple of names a couple of thoughts you know and Castro and coffee was the only one that like had a ring to it. And I thought to myself, yeah, with my name on it, how's it going to fail really? Cause yeah. I just be letting myself down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, on, I'd had my notice in and it was like a two week period. They said they didn't even need to get, I didn't need to give 30 days. i was like, cool. Just means I can crack on earlier than I thought. Um, and my notice ended on the 16th of August, which is my birthday. So it was like, I want to say written in the stars because I really felt like it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I would have never, ever thought to do this on my own because I'd always been in a good scenario, been looked after. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Castroni Coffee was born on on my birthday. Uh, yeah, I, I then just got in touch with all the people that I've always worked with. Yeah. Um, you know i've always been closer in the industry i've never i've never left any bad apples anywhere like and i've always treated everybody with the maximum respect that they deserve yeah. um, because you never know when it could come around again and and truly be in your favor so all these people that i've been cool with as soon as i told them look i've got my own brand um you know really good coffee. Same service as always. I'll pop in. I'll chat to you guys. I will look at your machines if you need to do. I can do it all. And they were like, "You don't really need to let us know. We're always going to support you because we've always, we've always seen you. We've always dealt with you. So, cause you're um, a good person, man. Thanks it was, it was almost so easy to to do this because I, I had a lot of connections. And I knew a lot of people. So it, you know, it, and then once I got started going. That was it. It was it was born, and it was it was fully flowing. And I, I was I couldn't believe it at the time because I'd gone from this lifestyle of safe job, you know, same wage every month, no problem, no worries. Whereas now I'm like fully immersed in this new life where I'm, you know, fully working for myself. It it, it was crazy, really. And yeah, and, and the rest is history, really.
0: I'll never forget the day he came to my house, and I said, <laughs> "You want a drink?" Yeah, yeah I have a coffee, and I told her I wanted a decaf. What was my face like, man? Do yeah. you were disgusted? You were disgusted.
1: Respect. I was like slapping me in the face.
0: <laughs> but so, like, if you ever come again, what what coffee do I need to have in? What do you drink?
1: I've, I've got you. It's funny, right? Before we was going to do this, and you messaged me, I was going to put together for you a little like care package with some coffee in a cafetiere some chocolate, some chai, and I'm going to bring it up to you. And I yeah. wanted to do, like, as we were doing the podcast, you to make the drinks, and we do, like, a bit of an interactive thing. But then I thought to myself, I didn't know you set up, etc. So I've got you a Castro on your care package, and I'm going to bring Jeez. it to you. Yeah, um, cool. You know, and you can just share it on your social media and stuff. I don't want no money off you. i just, I just show me some love. So, that's yeah. all I need. Um, and then, yeah, you don't have to worry about me coming up and, haven't giving you any daggers anymore?
0: <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, bro. I don't even. I don't. I don't like coffee. But when I told you that, I'm like, well, what, what have you tried? I've literally tried Nescafe. Yeah.
1: So you've which not, is not a coffee. You've not really tried, have you? No.
0: That's what I'm saying. So. so hot you, chocolate in there, yeah. Hot chocolate in the care package.
1: Hot chocolate, chai, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll look after you, bro. I'll try the coffee though. Yeah. Um. Oh, what, do I go with
0: next? what do I go with next? Uh. Your tattoos. You've Got a lot okay. of tattoos, bro. Um, um, yeah, I've re- only tr- really wanted to know if you've got any that I like. Like, I've, I've got literally two, my dad's name, yeah. on my wrist, literally just in my head, always by my side. That was kind of the thing, do you know what I mean? Nice. And obviously, nice. my mum passing now, yeah, it's like, wait, you know, when I'm when I'm, when I'm when I, score, I go wrist, nice, do you know what I mean? I, I, do. So,
1: I, I love the don't get me wrong, there's a lot of tattoos out there that don't have meaning or. If you get a tattoo that you think looks cool, that that is just it's art in it. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of mine, are, they all have meaning to me. Um, I've never I've never really gone and got a tattoo and thought I'm just doing this, you know, because. Yeah. It's all it's all like family oriented, you know. I've got like a portrait of my granddad on my sleeve and the city of Rome, obviously growing up there, and Castroni on my fingers because I'm I'm the last male Castroni in, in the. In the family where to carry on the name if no more male castronis then come out it's, that's it if i don't have a boy that's it it ends at me you better um, get pumping, boy i know but <laughs> First one was a joke, so let's let's fingers cross for the next one um <laughs> but yeah they, yeah they, they all have meaning and they all cost a lot of money so yeah they've been i i just love the whole going to a tattoo studio you know Sorting your design out, sitting down for me, honestly, a lot of people hate the pain and think it's awful. I think only one area for me has been the worst, my ribs, but the rest, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting down, just just taking in each moment, and then at the end, you see this beautiful piece of artwork, and you're like, yeah,
0: that's that's well
1: worth the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, when it means something.
1: Yeah, you kind of, you kind of just don't. You're not bothered about. the, the pain or whatever I'll I'll sit in there for nine hours or such it's just
0: yeah. yeah let's let's talk about being a dad man I've been wanting to have this conversation time. wow because yeah. you've you've well you messaged me not long ago saying that you to me as a dad like that is one of the like the biggest compliments yeah. that anyone gives me because yeah. it's what I pride myself on. now yeah um, so there's you know
1: there's a few there's a few good good men out there who look well up, up to as mm-hmm. father's um just off the top of my head like you and Anthony are, you know dads that I see and I just think if I can be you know a small percentage of what they are f- for their children you know i I'll be more than happy just just seeing you fully immersed as a father and you know just being happy to to go out and do things and just just being being creative yeah, you know, sitting down with them. I've seen, like seen videos of you and Jacob from when they were younger, and you, you know, you reenacting the Lion King or something. Or, yeah, you know what I mean, just stuff yeah. like, just been really fun. Um, and yeah, but for, for me, obviously, with me having a a particular upbringing and and going through certain things, I've kind of my childhood was always, I don't know, there's a big question mark around it for me. And until I thought to myself, when I have children, I'll kind of be able to put that to rest yeah. um and truly you know right them wrongs and also just be try and be a great dad yeah um because my dad wasn't around he was he was in rome he never really moved back over here with me just me and my mum um so you know just being present in in Esty's life um yeah. is, is important for me uh and then yeah just like you know what it's like just one day you're waiting for this human to come into your life, and then when they actually arrive, it's like you can't imagine life without them.
0: Yeah, it's is, it is, isn't it, it is.
1: crazy?
0: Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. I, I literally can't actually... remember, like, like you know, like I can't, I can't remember going out without having to plan who's going to look after my kids. Do you know what I mean? Where you could just like go, oh, I'm going out to town. I can't remember it? It's mad. It's mad the way it pans out. Still there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah. So just like honestly, I can't imagine now going out. Just yeah, gone going to town. Yeah. Um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Honestly, it's it's uh, the greatest, the greatest,
1: um, my well, greatest title I've ever, I've ever had is is being a dad. You know.
0: Whenever when everyone does become a dad, I always say the same thing. It's like it's the best thing. It is the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hard, like you say, yeah, you man. see you see me in a video with Jacob doing yeah. Lion King. But bro, you don't see videos of me. I didn't
1: just, see I didn't see the five, six hours before where it's tough and it's, it's you know Do you know what I mean?
0: Like Jacob, you're getting the words wrong. What are you doing? I'm going to bed if you don't get this right now. So come on. You need to make a cute <laughs> video. <laughs> you can never look good, man. But nah, it's it's it is, it's a it's the toughest job, man, honestly. Yeah. Um and
1: you know, we went through a really traumatic um birth and things didn't go to plan and you know when she arrived it was like a good 10-15 minutes of her you know being resuscitated and everything wow. else and it was like a, a small chance of me thinking am I going to lose her is she still going to be with me you know and even just going through that uh, you know in theatre was just Jesus. Uh, let me just tell you the longest 10-15 minutes of my life I've ever experienced in that room. Oh, this-
0: and um, then obviously you'll have done the whole COVID labour experience thing where I'm guessing yeah, you couldn't yeah. go in until like the last, last Well, few no, minutes. It was quite
1: good because I got to go in. So we were there for a good 24 hours before I went to theatre mm-hmm. um, and got her out the sunroof. But yeah, they, they let me stay with Shelley the whole way through. So, Oh, did they? That, that, that was really much a blessing. It was more the after thing because she was in hospital for... Um, about seven days after Esty was born, um, and I was only allowed in for an hour a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, whilst trying to bond with my child, and make sure my fiance is okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just balancing these two things were really, really tough. I, I do almost think I missed, I missed out on them first seven days and being able to bond with her, and and you know, I wanted to get involved with feeding or, yeah, bathing. You know, all these things, but. Once I got her home, after the week, you know, it, it was very much like, right, let's just, let's just focus on from now onwards because no matter about what, what, what missed out on, let's just focus on what we have here onwards and we just cracked on from then really.
0: Yeah, that's how you got us like going forward. Oh, yeah. it, it?
1: You know, it's, but yeah, it was the most unbelievable emotion feeling of ever. I always ask a man, did you cry? Did you cry? Because to me, that is, you know, if you don't cry in that
0: room. I cried my eyes out when Jacob was born. I
1: bawled my eyes out. (laughs) bawled my eyes out. The moment they said, she's here. Oh, just tears, tears and tears and tears. I could not believe it.
0: Yeah, I was sobbing. My mum thought something bad had happened. I was crying that much. She was like, what's happened?
1: What's happened? And I was like, no,
0: he's here. He's just, he's here. He's here.
1: So, no, oh. you know, so I, you know, if you tell me you didn't cry, I, tr- I truly question yourself. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, show us tears, man. I want to, I want to hear you crying. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a very emotional time, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. uh But yeah, but honestly, the the best thing. The best I think thing is, I don't
0: think you realize how strong women are until you. Win. Oh man, yeah. Women
1: you know are, I mean? Yeah, troopers like. Unbelievable, what what their body goes through. I don't get,
0: think I could do it, man. Honestly, I'd be saying, "You no, put me to sleep." me. That's you why know, we're men, we we Out.
1: we we weren't brought here to do that. We we can't do that. Women are so powerful to be able to go through that. And you know, Shelly was literally walking around and trying to clean the house when she came home, and I'm like, "Just sit down a minute, you know. <laughs> Let me attempt to back up or wipe the side. You know, I'll do a really bad job, but I'll try." Yeah, yeah. Women just, yeah, unbelievable.
0: What have you found to be like the hardest, hardest struggle you've had being a dad? Is there anything that you've struggled with?
1: Um, yeah, just kind of like knowing if I'm doing enough.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I always yeah. ask "Am I, like, am I doing okay? Do you need me to do anything? Can I? Is there anything I could do more to, you know, to make it better? Or am I doing okay? That's what I always ask her. Um. Because I think rather than just go along with the thought in your head of "Am I doing enough?" I think if you ask your partner and just be upfront and honest. Because I do think communication within your relationship is 100% the most important thing ever. Because yeah, yeah, if there's a breakdown in that. You're never going to know where where you're at. You know? Yeah, that's so, true. I always ask Shelly. I'm always like, "Am I doing enough? Am I okay? You know? Could I do anything more?" And it's always always positive. Um, but I would definitely say that's that's a big worry. Uh, yeah of being
0: and You know what? I don't think it stops cause like there'll be no. times obviously like, you know if Jacob White had have done something wrong. Yeah. And you have to you have to tell them. you know what I mean? You, you, you tell them off. You yeah. always question yourself afterwards like, was that too harsh? Was that harsh then? Are they gonna like like I've done like brain science training and all that behind kids and stuff and thinking, Oh my god, have I just have I just emotionally battered my child now? he thinks he's not good enough for us i mean like i always worry about that kind of stuff
1: because it's but, such um... a great area and it's so it's so it's so hard and it's a touchy subject when you don't you know me and you might have been told by our parents a certain type of way mm-hmm. which was way harsher than we'll ever tell our kids oh yeah we've turned out okay you know and i think like we i've already clocked it with a dog we got the dog um Around COVID times, and I seem to be the one telling her off all the time. Yeah. Um, and Shelly's like, oh, you know, never tell her <laughs> off." So I think with also with the kids, it's going to be me being the disciplinarian, which I don't mind because you know all kids need some kind of uh, some kind of discipline as such. It doesn't mean smacking. It doesn't mean shouting. As you know, yeah, just
0: need to know what's so happening.
1: There's just certain ways and means to get through and and explain to to a child that what they're doing is not, you know, not right, or it needs to be different. It's just, yeah. there's ways and means, isn't there?
0: The thing is, if I ever have a go at Jake or Ella, I'll always make sure that i would like, know, like, you need to calm down yourself before you probably proper, yeah. or I was angry, because, do you know what I mean? So,
1: never act on emotion, really, because that's when, you know, you're always, you're probably going to overreact or you're probably going to shout a little bit louder. I think always take a breather on something and yeah. then go back to it, which I never used to do. I was used to acting in the moment, which has never helped me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just sometimes you need to kind of assess where you perform the best. Like if something's angered you at this point, it's really pointless Then going and trying to adjust in something whilst being angry because it's just not going to be the same outcome as if you was level-headed, you know? Yeah that's true but you only get, you only learn that by growing older and, and learning things don't you well this is it
0: the thing is you're never you're never the perfect dad that's the thing
1: never no matter how many ever.
0: times someone tells you that you're brilliant no. Nah. and
1: someone's always got a comment about you know what you should be doing or whatever but honestly I just I always say to people just do do what's right for you don't you know like my, my bless her my grandma tried giving me all these tips I'm like grandma you parented 55 years ago you know yeah Things yeah. have, have come on a bit since then, yeah. You know, you, you guys were feeding kids from a, a, a beaker, you know, what I mean, giving mm-hmm. them milk. Like, it, things have come on a little bit since then. So, yeah. again, it's like just do what works for you and don't do what other people think works for you.
0: If that makes sense, yeah. Um, another feeling that is unrivaled is uh, when you ask them to take a picture of you the baby out in the
1: car, oh, yeah for me what for me that one was like you know and you just fully stepping into the world together and like, that's just life, like yeah that's like where it starts, starts in it yeah it, is, yeah it is it is the moment i left them doors i'm like this is yeah. it now you know life life will change the fresh airs hit you yeah, that's it here we go life changes forever from this moment yeah. i know when when they're born obviously but when you step out into the the real world the big bad world as such you're out there mm-hmm. and you know you're putting your kid in, in the car seat for the first time which I did lots of practice in my car seat because I'm I like to be I like to know what I'm doing I didn't want to get her in the car I'm, you know trying to put her in the car seat and shaking <laughs> everywhere I like to be yeah. kept ahead yeah, so yeah. I did all my practice you know and we got her to the door and I literally clicked in the car seat straight out and, and I'm like phew that were good first time you know I mean she's in and um yeah. off we went off beginning our lives together and what we have now, I think she's she's just short of uh of 11 weeks old, mm-hmm. and time. Well, you'll know what it's like with with your own children, time just just flies. It doesn't slow down, man. I'm watching videos of her when she was just born, and she looks so different. Yeah, you know, I'm getting little smiles now. She's laughing a little bit, and it's like, <laughs> you know, this is another thing as well. Like you kind of, I did this the same when I was younger. You wanna kind of be 16 and be 18 and be 21 and yeah but you don't truly live in the moment so yeah. I kind of yeah. just, just try and slow and just take every moment as it comes and just don't wish anything away really yeah
0: Which, bruv yeah. you've you've not disappointed absolutely
1: thank you man like I knew
0: I knew exactly what I wanted from it and you know, even more so um
1: been so tough to get this going, on it. It's
0: been like no, but you know what? The the fact that you stuck like other some other people would have gone. You know what? It's it's ten yeah. o'clock now. goes like, and I was like, let's just leave it. Like I I was the one doing. I was saying let's just leave it. You was no, the one no. still saying, let's keep trying. Let's know, keep trying.
1: For you and it's important for me to you know if anyone is going to listen and take anything from it or it's going to benefit somebody. Like it's it's very much important to me yeah, as man. much as. It for you as well to get out of there and that's why I sent that last text message I'm like you know let's let's go let's have it kind of thing we can we can do it no
0: problem yeah 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 um i always end the pod with three questions yeah uh so the first one if you could invite any three celebrities living or dead round for dinner who would you pick and what are you having
1: so i'll tell you the people that i'd pick obviously with me being you know, multilingual at this point. I can have Italian and I can have English people. So, mm-hmm. you know, let, let me just do my uh, multilingual thing because Francesco Totti's got to pull-up at my table when I'm eating. Shock. You know, I think... What a legend, you, to be fair. Anybody listening, a knowing it's me, knew that would come in anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just just to be able to speak to him and just understand why he stuck at the club all his career and to truly speak to a, a Roman icon who I've looked up to my whole life and who I've kind of shaped my my footballing style around now. You've put, you'll see it when I play. I kind of I model myself on him as such.
0: Yeah. Just to tell him how lucky he was that you'd done your ACL as well.
1: Yeah, innit? Thank you. <laughs> you? <laughs> I think I'm wearing his shirt as well at times. <laughs> <of course>. oh. <laughs> um, oh. Next, I'm going to go for Jim Carrey. Meds because to truly be able to speak to him and obviously he's the funniest guy ever watch all of his films and laugh my head off Although the way through. He's got some serious films as well, which I also love. Yeah. But just to truly tap into a mind of his. And you probably see a lot of his quotes and the way he speaks now on interviews and stuff. He's like.
0: He's a, a bit, genius.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Like being able to, you know, listen to him and see what he's got to say now after being through the whole acting career thing is, you know, bit older now it's just yeah i think being able to chat to him would be really really good um and then my favorite music artist obviously rest in peace he passed away a few years ago now mac miller um i truly you know kind of styled myself and on him from being in in my early 20s listening to his music and i just you know i just kind of started wearing vans and Listening to his music and just truly like wanting to be like him, and I, I don't realize how much inspiration I took from him at the time. Yeah. And as I've grown up, and I've still listened to his music, and it's you know, it's music that I listen to now, where from darker times in my life, mm-hmm. where I realized was really pulling me through these tough periods, and yeah, his his music like help help me through these dark times, really. So yeah, I'll always be thankful for that. Um yeah. And what would I be eating would be, um, obviously, my nonna from Rome, which is grandma in English. Mm -hmm. um, She would always cook up a storm in the smallest kitchen you could ever imagine. (laughs) She would would make the best food you've ever tasted in your life. Just pure heart Mm -hmm. and soul and food. Um, And obviously, she passed away a couple of years ago now, so... I would have loved if I could have anything, it would be her cooking for me, maybe a pasta dish. Um, and she made a, a really mean steak with some king prawns in there too. Mm-hmm. Garlic and chili king prawns, they'd got to be there too. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't really, I could ask, I could maybe ask for another couple of things in there, what she'd like to cook, but I'd probably just let her crack on and do what she does best. And yeah, just to see what comes out. But it would definitely be my, my non-no's food.
0: Um, next question. Give me one. And Rodney, give me about a ten. To give me one.
1: Recommendation. Say that again. One Netflix recommendation. Ah, one Netflix. Ah, okay, 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 Um, See, I thought of loads. Um, but the one thing that I've watched, and I've ended up watching a few times now, because I just love it, and I can tap into any episode and really enjoy it. Is um, the Last Dance by Michael Jordan? Um, Good, yeah. Oh man, have you not seen it?
0: Oh, Last Dance. Oh, the documentary, of course, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, a, yeah, what a documentary.
1: What a documentary, just start to finish, just you know,
0: different level know of issues, athlete in it.
1: Yeah, just like and getting to know his teammates, and you know, as much as it's like all about him. He shines a light, you know, on Pippin and Dennis Rock Rodman men. and all, all them lot. Like, he shines a torch on them lot as well because it's not, you know, they helped him get to where he needs to be as well. Obviously, his, his own performance has put him in there, but I'd definitely say if people listening, if you haven't seen it, even if like you're not massively into basketball, because I've never really been massively into basketball, but obviously, yeah. you know, Michael Jordan, I watched Space Jam when I was a kid and I just thought, yeah. I think it's
0: more just a mindset thing, isn't it? Like, just for his mindset, yeah, my like,
1: understanding the Understanding a true athlete and, you know, what, what was he tapping into? And even like when he was saying, you know, when he was kind of hoping someone would say something bad to him or something, <laughs> something he could keep in his head where it's like, right, I need to get one up on him now because they've said yeah. this. Like, just having that all the time is just, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think,
1: yeah, definitely the last dance, I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and then the last one, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your youngest?
1: Well, I spoke a bit about it earlier actually. Um, and it was, it's, it's like to live, to live in the moment more um, and enjoy, enjoy your time and like soak in each experience as we were speaking about earlier, you mm-hmm. know, well, I kind of mentioned it the same with when you have a kid, you like, wanting him to grow older and see things like same as you know when you're 16 you want to be 18 then you want to be 21 and you want to yeah. be 25 and then it's like shit what where, where's the time gone what, what was I doing in them years and I was wishing for the time I'm at now yeah you know rather than truly being able to sit in the moment and soak it all in and, and just take your time I think yeah. is what I would have said to, to my younger self rather than worrying about the next jump or the next step or you know that that's definitely it I would definitely say live live and enjoy each moment a lot more
0: I think it's harder with mobile phones I'm so bad on my phone
1: oh, man, do you know what I mean like
0: sometimes I'm like on my phone and I'm like oh but kids are doing that why are you not i am literally told myself in my own head why are you not there doing that with them
1: yeah and it's it's hard it's the pressures of you know being being a parent or, Whatever you like, you said you're always going to question yourself and what, what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. But trust me, me and you spoke about it before, haven't we? Like, sometimes you just give yourself a pat on the back for what you actually are doing and not worrying about what you're not doing as such. Yeah. Um, And that's when, you know what I mean? You can truly appreciate things a bit more.
0: I've got a bonus question for you, actually.
1: Oh, a bonus question. So,
0: yeah, well, obviously, you're saying uh, you've lived in England and Italy. Yeah. Who was you supporting in the Euros cup, final? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I need to answer that question? I got a lot of hate, man. Oh my god! Everyone was my friend till that final, man. <laughs> and then you man scored early doors, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. This, this could be bad because in England's going like
0: 10 minute, you must have been, early yeah. doors, Luke Joy. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm thinking. Italy can't handle it. We're Mm. we're struggling. Um, But yeah, obviously from, from what I'm saying here, I, I I have to support Italy because I'm a Roma fan from birth and my dad's side is obviously Italian, which is what has, you know, put me into football. And that's what got me into football from the, from the start is my Italian side of the family. So I've always since being the kid in high school, having the Italy shirt on being laughed at because you know, Castroni rounds in macaroni, and you know, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an easy name to walk around with. But I've always flown the flag of being Italian. Like I've, I've never never shied away from that. I've never ever been shy doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm unfortunately, supported Italy does. I'm gonna have to gonna have to come to terms with that. And you'd have, you'd
0: have answered like, differently if England won.
1: said <laughs> it's it's win win <laughs> for me, regardless. Yeah. that's, that's... I was going to a final, not losing. Brof, not good. Like,
0: I've never it. thought it was coming home so much in my life. Oh. Do you know
1: what? It was, if any time was deserved, it was this time, like, such a young, fresh squad, like, hungry. You know, the nation, like, probably needed this, you know, injection of, you know, emotion, passion, yeah. all these things. And I just thought it would... Personally, I was like, if England win, Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to be upset that England have won. I'm happy for England to win. And I just thought it would be really good for the country, etc. But for me, Italia all the way, I'm afraid.
0: It's all right. We'll win the World Cup anyway. You've
1: you got to win something soon because it's been since, what, 1966? Yeah, no, no. I've seen a World Cup win, you, you know. <laughs> I'm happy I've seen a Euros and a World Cup now.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> bro like i said it's been a pleasure man um, thank
1: you for having me on as well bro thank you really appreciate now, it
0: no like i said to you like respectfully, that this podcast is not just about getting people on that uh, you know really really well known it's about getting people yeah. really well known out there as well do you know what i mean so
1: absolutely um, and i hope like i've you know shone a bit of a light on in tapping into my my mind and the way I think a little bit and the way I've tackled things and you know, come out the other end still just putting my all into stuff and just trying to make things happen. Just if you are in, in the same shoes as me or if you've been someone who's gone through some struggle, um and you know, you truly get into something, just don't don't give up. Do give it your all. Um and be consistent and you will you will see positive outcomes, you know, like kinda like you with what you are cracking on with now? Yeah. Again tonight we have been consistently <laughs> trying to get this going. But we've done it. It's like it's what it's half twelve now. You know I've got to get up tomorrow and get the business going. You've got to get up tomorrow, get the kids ready, get to school.
0: Yeah.
1: But we do it, don't we? Like that's that's what it's about.
0: This is it. We're here. Yeah. Can you yeah. just do an outro for me? And the uh... This has been the DOScast. Thank you for listening in Italian.
1: Yeah, questo è stato il DOScast. Grazie mille per avermi sentito.
0: Yeah, what he said.
1: Yeah.
0: I've been DOS. This has been Emiliano on the DOScast. It's been a pleasure, bro. Take it easy, yeah. You too, man. Later, bro.
1: Later, brother. Bye, bye.